Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the NFL podcast for Mojo. What another crazy week of football. We just finished the divisional rounds, and holy cow, dare I say like a shocker of a weekend? Because it kind of <laughs> kind of was in a good way and a bad way. Um, but the two remaining teams, four remaining teams, sorry. Oh, got ahead of myself there. We're not in the Super Bowl yet. Four remaining teams, 49ers versus Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs. I mean, let's talk about kind of the Chiefs first. Do we think that this high ankle sprain from Patrick Mahomes is going to be an issue for the Chiefs? Should he have played? We'll go around the room on this one. Lori, kick us off. Do you think they should have sat him? Because I saw reports where it's like Mahomes led him to the win. I was like, I don't think he did. Wherever their backup quarterback stepped in and took a drive down the field and scored a touchdown, I would have kept him in there. 100% 98-yard touchdown drive from Chad Hen, and I think they should have sat him. Really, I, I don't see how that game would have gone the other way. They It didn't look like they were in a position to completely fumble over if they hadn't played Mahomes at all. And I think this ankle, while he might be okay, it's kind of touch and go, and he could start playing and then aggravate it this week. It's going to be hard to know how well he's resting because he does still need to prepare for what's going to be a big matchup, in my opinion. You know, the the joy of Mahomes for this offense is his ability to run the ball, is his ability to extend the play. He was their second highest leading rusher this season. So I think what they can do, maybe if Mahomes has some issues with this ankle sprain, is they can turn him into more of a pocket passer, but then you kind of lose the joy of, of what Patrick Mahomes is. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I definitely think they shouldn't have played him. I think they should have made that call, but, you know, they got the win. That's what they wanted, and maybe their sights weren't looking too far ahead. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because you could definitely see he was not okay, right? When he ran the ball, he just didn't look fine. He was kind of hobbling. I mean, it's a high ankle sprain. They're saying he will play. Riley, do you think that's fair for the team to have Mahomes do that? Like, I mean, he looked pissed, right? When they showed him, he was not happy about having to go into the locker room, even with all the strapping. When they knew they were going to win, was that just a gamble that was probably a little too far? I think it was a bit of Mahomes too, like that sort of FOMO you get when you think you can keep playing. Um, if you want to be out there. I know that they took him when they took him off the field because he was asking, like, "No, what? Let me wait till halftime. Um, like, I can play." They kind of said, "No, like, go and get checked out. Make sure there's no fracture or something like that," because. You know, the difference between a little green stick or a complete, you know, dislocation or something like we saw Dak get um, in previous years that, you know, the recovery time is dramatic. You know, okay, so you don't have Mahomes next week. If you win this game, he might be ready for Super Bowl. If he stays in an extra play and, you know, goes down with a complete fracture, he's out for, you know, three to four months minimum kind of thing. So, um, I think after showing there was no x-rays on there, it was more of a we trust Mahomes and his sort of, I guess, like feeling of himself, knowing that what he can and can't do. Um, maybe a bit selfish considering, you know, Henny did have a great drive, um, considering he used to be the quarterback for Jacksonville, I think. It's always kind of funny to see how, you know, a starter goes trash in one team and is quite an excellent backup in another, when they go up against their old team, they always kind of have like that little bit of a drive. But I do think that it will play into next week. 
and I think it will it, it will there was parts where he was trying to hit wide open Kelsey and he just wasn't planting on it anymore and so it was falling short it was going far like he just wasn't as accurate so if he doesn't get that under control I think he's going to be in a real real trouble yeah there was a play I think he tried to go to kind of the right hand side of the field he just tried to dump it off to his kind of last resort read and Jamie he just he went to go plan on that bad foot it did not look good do you think this changes a little bit the way Kansas City approached the game uh, I don't think it necessarily does. Um, I'm sure he's going to be pretty juiced up by the time he gets onto that field come uh, come this weekend. Weirdly, I, th- I think I actually disagree with you guys slightly on this. I think that they needed Mahomes out there. Like in the end, it was a seven-point game. We'd just seen the week before Doug Peterson and uh, Trevor Lawrence managed to have a historic comeback. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm seeing this uh, wrong or, or just differently, but like... He made five, Chad Henney made five completions for what, 25, 26 yards. There was a 40 yard run on the play. And there were a couple, like one of the throws was a really tight, uh, well caught, uh, play by Kelsey for like seven or eight yards. So beyond that, I don't know. I, I'd just be a little bit nervous if Henny was finished. Cause I'm trying to remember what Mahomes came back with a whole half pretty much, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. And that's a long time. We saw what Jacksonville did with a half uh, the previous week. But yeah, sorry for this for this upcoming week. I, I don't think it necessarily does. I think that they're going to need Pete Mahomes to get past this really really strong Bengals outfit. So moving into that, we are going to go and talk about our two conference championships. We're going to start with the 49ers in Philly. Last time Brock Purdy came against. Hertz was college football. It was Iowa versus Oklahoma. And I think Hertz had five touchdowns. Purdy had six. And I think Oklahoma won by one point in like a walk-off interception. So college, obviously a little bit different. Laura, do you think we're going to see the same thing at the professional level? Similar kind of game, two fairly young kind of quarterbacks. It could be interesting. I don't know, to kind of come off um, Riley from last week, Purdy remains sturdy. And I feel like we've been all sitting here on the show waiting for the time that he's going to come off, that he's going to make some mistakes. He really struggled a little bit once he really got that pressure from that defensive line rushing through. But, you know, he did stay strong. He was able to complete passes when he had that time in the pocket. But I think coming into this game, he's going to get absolutely run over by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I think, you know, while this team has such outstanding offensive weapons, so much that they can do with the ball that we've talked about now for weeks and weeks on this show, I think when it comes down to it, I mean, that Eagles defense, Fletcher Cox, they're just going to come rolling straight through. Yeah, I mean, Jamie, these are your boys in in Philadelphia. They looked strong. I feel like, you know, the commentators made a good point where the bye week helped them. I think with their injuries, getting healthy, um, and they're just playing better football. I mean, we saw towards the end of the season, they struggled a little bit, I think, with all the injuries that happened. But that bye week definitely helped Philadelphia. Massive, massive bye week. Um, The most notable sort of inclusion from that bye week, I guess you could say, was Lane Johnson, uh, arguably the best tackle in football. I don't know. That might be a bit of a homer pick. Yeah, so he he had the week to really recover. They didn't mention his name on the broadcast once. That's great if you're an offensive lineman, I suppose. You don't really want to be mentioned um, unless you're pancaking people. Therefore, put us in. Yeah, no, huge bye week. I think the Eagles are in a really good position. I do think, though, we 
got to be a little careful that like think back to when the Giants beat the Vikings and a lot of people were very optimistic about the Giants you know they've just come off a great win and I think you could say the same for Philadelphia against this game in the Giants in the sense that because we had a much easier matchup compared to the other games that we're playing on the weekend maybe people are uh, a little bit high on the Eagles I'm still obviously going to say I think the Eagles can beat the Niners and I do personally think this is going to be the best game of the season so far Riley you know you mentioned last week sturdy for Purdy again we talked last week about what Brock Purdy is going to do under that pressure it did not look good <laughs> from, from my perspective however that San Francisco defense keeps stepping it up I mean I gotta say it but Nick Bosa just an absolute boss defensively go Ohio State it was just it was it wasn't a pretty game like it was an ugly game it was you know three points six points no points in the third quarter they're shut out and then 10 points in the fourth is there any way the 49ers can, can beat Philly look I actually think it's going to come down to the defensive fronts it's going to be a really big sort of a defense wins championships. I've always harped on about that. And obviously the Niners have an excellent defense, um, which has allowed the Niners to pretty much play ahead, except for the one point halftime deficit they were in against Seahawks, to which Seahawks didn't do their business there. But watching as watching Trent Williams, the Niners uh left tackle. Um, against Micah Parsons, oh, my God, his footwork. Parsons was absolutely firing at him. He was spinning, he was pressing B every single second, <laughs> just trying to get through. And Williams, you know, he's a big 300-pound lineman, literally just matching him step for step. He was like, whatever you've got, I, I, could, I can do it too. So, you know, seeing what Fletcher Cox um, and and Reddick, the linebacker for Eagles, can do and get that pressure on Purdy because he does he does sort of fluster and his his passes aren't that accurate when he's got that pressure in his face. Um, you know, even today um, I was listening to uh, Kittle talk about that that catch where he bobbled it, hit his helmet, bobbled it again, caught it on the ground. He was just in the right position. He said he wasn't even a part of that play. He just happened to be running across. Purdy saw him and he just flung him the ball. And that was, you know, all the effort by Kittle to do that an inch out and it would have been incomplete potential intercept, all that kind of stuff. So if they can get that pressure, I really think that 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 has to be the game plan because otherwise they've got too many weapons who can make something out of nothing at every corner. I mean, Fred Warner has been absolutely outstanding for the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, again, still, you know, produces. I think, oh, I'm with Jamie. This is probably going to be the best game of the postseason, I think, personally. I thought they, I thought Dallas would give him a little bit more, but, you know, it's Dallas in the playoffs, so I guess we got to, you know, take that in due course. But um, I hate to say it because I do like the 49ers, but I think Philly will edge out, and I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to who can make their kicks. <laughs> Not that we're playing Dallas, but but I think it's going to come down to make their kicks. So I'm going to go Philly. Jamie, I have a feeling you're going Philly, and I, I could be wrong. We might have a clean sweep of Philly, but Jamie, Philly, 49ers, who you got? 
I really hope we don't have a clean, clean sweep of Philly because that just makes me really nervous. I'm just like we're 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 waiting for something bad to happen if we all pick Philly here. Um, no, I am I am going to go Philly. Uh, I don't know what I'd do with myself if I went against Philly. But look, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Niners necessarily won, especially if it was a tight game and they picked us at the end. They're so good. Laura, are you going to go? I mean, I don't know if he can hear you or not. Do you want to go and pick the 49ers or are you going to go with Philly? <laughs> Why no, I am. This, <laughs> this 49ers defense is outstanding. I am a huge fan of CMC, as we all know. But I think this game is going to come down to special teams and potentially maybe some interception plays. Whichever team wins that turnover battle, I think, is going to win this game. And I just I believe that with Purdy, it's a little bit of an outlier, a little bit of a gamble. And I think Jalen Hurts is ready. He's got, he's got this team in a, in a position to take to the Super Bowl. So hundred percent Philly. Riley, should we make Jamie nervous and clean sweep it? Or are you going to go with the no, 49ers? Absolutely make him sweat it with a clean sweep. Um, <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, the Philly have got Bradbury. They've got um, Darius Slay. Like they've got some ballers there. And I think if, if we if they do make Purdy sort of you know throw when he shouldn't that that rookie instinct of where they they just don't know yet that they always talk about you know that football IQ Jalen Hurts has had that a bit more experience you know like you know he knows when to tuck it a bit more than to let it go he back whether than to risk throwing it out that kind of thing we just saw Brady you know try and throw it out the back of the end zone, so to speak, and through his first intercept in the red zone for, uh, I can't even remember how long it was. It was something ridiculous, 150 um, attempts or something like that. But, you know, that just that that IQ, fully Jalen Hurts has got that step over Purdy and with the, the way that those defences play, he should have a hand and be able to control it a bit. So fly, eagles, fly. All right, clean sweet. We're going to make Jamie very nervous come game day. Um, he's already a little nervous right now. We're going to move into our next game where it's a repeat of last year's uh, championship, AFC championship against Bengals and Kansas City. You know, we talked about the Mahomes injury and how, you know, whether that's going to affect Kansas City. I mean, clearly they have a backup quarterback that's fine, um, but – Oh my gosh, Jamie, did the Bengals outplay those Bills? I mean, Joe Burrow was just on a different level. Even in the snow, there was a great little uh, little meme that came out that was like, they missed an opportunity to just blend in with the snow if they had white helmets, um, <laughs> which they didn't take the opportunity for. But that was an excellent game from the Bengals. It's sad that we didn't get that previous game from them um, with the Bills. Do you think that Cincinnati are quite confident going to this Kansas City, Kansas City game? Massively confident, if I were them. Yeah, I mean, the Burrow's 3-0 against Mahomes now, I believe. Um, if you go 4-0 against Andy Reams and Mahomes, then that's just mind-blowing in that sense, uh, getting over the best duo coach quarterback in the in the league. Um, yeah, this Bengals team's running high. They're unbelievable across the board, um, offensively and defensively, even with some injuries to their O-line. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they should be really confident. They're, they're able to combat speed against the Bills. Uh, we saw with power up front, Mixon's super physical. Their defense, despite missing some pieces, especially in the cornerback uh, position, um, they've got depth. 
they're well coached, they're defensive coordinator. If he doesn't have a head coaching job in the next year or so, I don't know what the NFL is doing because he's a genius. Like he's awesome. Riley, these, you know, you love Joe, you love Jamar Chase. Like these are kind of like your boys. We talked about the O-line a couple of weeks ago and how we were a little concerned about what it would look like with all the injuries. I mean, Burrow had time in the pocket this past week. That line protected him. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Bengals just look like they have more weapons offensively and even defensively than the Chiefs actually do. Yeah, look, they, they're definitely coming into sort of their identity. Um, T. Higgins has exploded into a solid number two receiver, which considering how he plays on a dozen other teams, he'd be, I would dare say, classified as their number one. He's just ridiculous. His confidence level two, catching balls, he's like, whatever's a 50-50 ball, it's an 80-20 ball to me. Like, he's got so much confidence in himself, in his ability, um, you know, to to have, you know, him and um, Chase, you know, either side or together to have that experience, you know, obviously makes it easier for, for Burrow. I think, yes, the line got a bit demolished the, the last few weeks um, leading into the the playoffs. But at the end of the day, like, you've got that many linemen to start, like, already just in case this happens. So they're all training together anyway. They just have to rep in now with the starters and you've got players now that have been in the line who might not have been starting but have come in for spells They've now been in the lineup starting for three or four weeks. They know the tendencies of the guy to their left and their right a bit more now. You know, they have that bit more confidence in them themselves and, and the play calls and things like that, that, you know, when you get thrust an injury in the middle of a game and you have to get somebody in straight away, it's not as easy a transition as starting with, a, with another person on the line. So I think that they're sort of, coming okay with those injuries, even though it sucks to have those three starters go out. Um, but I think, yeah, I just think that they've got such a chip on their shoulder. Um, the NFL selling 50,000 Bills versus Chiefs tickets at the Atlanta Dome, like they were like, well, it's like Joe Burrow said, he's like, you better get those refunds ready. It's not it's not the the game you wanted. So, you know, they're going to give you the game that you've got. And I think they just, they're just like, it's just disrespect, you know. Um, Joe Mixon said it to in an interview. He was just like, like, how dare you essentially? Like, how dare you write us off now? So, yeah, props, props to them for talking their, what is it, walking their walk. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, they really didn't like that neutral zone kind of coin flip issues that they're all having. That kind of spurred something with 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 the Bengals. I mean, Laura, this Chiefs out both teams had no turnovers in the last in their last week's games. They both I think the Chiefs didn't have a rushing touchdown, but the Bengals did. They both threw for multiple touchdowns as quarterbacks. I mean, the Chiefs, in my opinion, have Kelsey. I mean, he's kind of leading receptions for, you know, tight ends. I wouldn't say they have kind of, you know, their run game was good against Jacksonville, but I don't know if if the Chiefs really can pull off, you know, a game against a very cocky and a very confident Bengals. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't count out Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that's a guy that comes through. 
yeah, get him some good rounds. That's a guy that can make plays for you. We saw him with a couple of great catches this past week, but you know, his production has been pretty limited with this chief off chiefs offense so far, because it has been dominated by Travis Kelsey. Uh, Jamie just messaged in the group chat Pacheco, and that's a guy who had a great game this last week, but you know, you're right. The, the chiefs game really is going to come down to third down conversions. And most commonly we've seen Patrick Mahomes slide out of the pocket, make some fabulous play, some weird sidearm throw, um, and that's how they got that down. I think the key coming into this matchup against the Bengals is going to be running that ball, is going to be, you know, really using well-designed plays because this defense, I think, has the skill and we've seen has the talent to really read through some of these Mahomes tricks that we've been used to seeing throughout the regular season. But, you know, you look at the Bengals at the same time, the Bengals had 30 first downs in that last game, nearly half of them were rushing third downs. You know, that's an insane number. And I think the Chiefs, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off something like that against the Spangles team. Are they going to be able to convert that much, especially if we end up seeing Mahomes being limited? I think it all comes down to how Mahomes is and how Mahomes looks on the day. And if he even plays, I think that's, if if he's in, I think the, the Chiefs have a great chance. I think they're going to convert on third down. I think they're going to be able to try a couple of tricks, a couple of plays, but if he's limited to being a pocket quarterback, then I don't know what we'll see from them. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think Mahomes is going to be the big factor. What's he yeah. going to do? What are they going to be able to do with him? What does that ankle look like? You know, come game day for me. And again, we might have a clean sweep here. I don't know, but I'm going to go Bengals. I just think when they play with a little bit of like, they're not playing with sass, but they're playing with like a little bit of kind of you know, everyone's doubting them, you know, they've got the haters and whatnot and all that bullshit that comes with it. So I think they kind of can use that a little bit more. I think Kansas City, they're like, oh, yeah, we've been here before. Look how fun it is. And I think that's where they got beat last year. And I think that's where they'll get beat again. So for me, I'm going to go Bengals. Jamie, you always laugh at like the stuff that I pull out for this podcast. Who you got, Kansas City or, or Bengals? Hey, you're funny. You're funny. Take credit. Thank you. Thank Take you. credit. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm stuck in a similar position I was last week with the Bengals Bills pick. Like my head's saying Bengals is time, but I, I don't know. I, I know Mahomes is he he might be hobbled, but four and zero Burrow versus Mahomes. Like if if let, let's say the Bengals win and Burrow becomes four and zero on Mahomes, can we have the conversation of him being the best quarterback in the league, or is it still too soon? Still too soon. Still too soon. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I think. Yep. All right, we're one for one. Laura, Chiefs. Jamie doesn't want to sweat it out for two games no, this week. He's like, I've got the Eagles. That's too much of a stretch. Like, no, he's take the easy route this time. Um, I really want the Bengals to win. I really want them to come away with us. I want to see them in the Super Bowl again. Um, I think, like I said, you know, how long are we going to be able to keep this core group together? It might not be forever. They've got limited time. And I think Joe Burrow is the better quarterback at this point in time. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. And he sits with his helmet on his head correctly, unlike Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> Riley, your pick, Chiefs, Bengals. You're going to go with your boys? Of course I am. I could never. No, I think um like I hate oh I love an underdog and I they're actually one point favorites now. They were three and a half point underdogs and now somehow they're one point favorites, but I I can only yeah, 
I, I just think that they have too many weapons that they should be able to counterbalance Travis Kelsey and Pacheco, um, even though I reckon they are both elite as well. Mahomes will be some form of wizard again, like he always is, and pull something out of the hat. But I have to, yeah. I, ha- I have to just go with my boys and the defense. The defense is just coming alive. Um, you know, their defensive coach, I think it was mentioned before, he's just he's just transformed them into an elite package. Their blitzers, Josh Allen had no idea what to do, um, and he's supposed to be an elite quarterback, and he had one of his worst games ever. So I have to stick with my boys and hope that Jamie's wrong. <laughs> All right, we got, I think we're split, split two and two. Um, quickly before we go, we had, you know, a couple interesting teams lose this past weekend. Jacksonville, uh, New York Giants, the Buffalo Bills, and the all-lovely Dallas Cowboys. Uh, really quickly from you guys, what do you want to see kind of, you know, one team in particular do, each team, you know, with the offseason? I think if I'm Dallas, I'm trading Zeke. I love him. I do. He's my boy, but trade him. He's not doing anything for him. It was, it was, you know, sad to see um, Pollard go out with an injury, um, but I just don't. <laughs> I mean, Zeke's body left him when he got hit for that block on that last play. So, you know, I think that alone is good reason to, to leave him. Um, I don't know. I, I get more receipt. I don't I, I'd rebuild. I just, I don't know. I think you're spending too much money on deck. I'd rebuild there. Buffalo. Oh my God. I don't know what that game was. Um, But Josh Allen, like I've never seen him like hesitate to run in my life since he started, you know, playing good football. Um, And he just didn't look like he wanted to run. I would probably bolster that defense or I get a new defensive coordinator in because their defense did not show up against Buffalo at all. The giants. Hmm. I don't know if it was luck that got got New York there. At least we have the Knicks who were doing well. So thank you uh, for that one, holding down the the city of New York there. I I don't know what you do in New York. Both teams need – I mean, both New York teams have quarterback issues. You know, you've got um, people that are – their big running back – is out as a free agent. I wouldn't mind him seeing at the Bears, to be honest, since we've got money to take him. But I just don't think that uh, the Giants are going to be able to pay the players they want to pay. Um, so I think they're going to have to go again into rebuilding. Jacksonville, keep doing what you're doing. I don't think they need to change much. The last two first-round picks have been good for them. Um, so I just think they need to keep trucking with what they're doing. Keep. I don't like Trevor Lawrence, but he did an okay job. Um, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Get him a couple more or receivers, but Jacksonville, I think you guys are fine. <laughs> Don't change a whole lot in the offseason. Jamie, anything in particular you want to see these teams do? Um, I think the Bills need to get more physicality in their skill players. Um, maybe some help uh, in the receiver core around Stefan Diggs. Uh, Laura put in the chat, is Stefan a free agent? I honestly have no idea. That's a great question because if they lose Stefan Diggs, oh my God. What the hell is going to happen in Buffalo? Yeah, get some, get some, get some better skill guys to support Stefan. It feels like Gabe Davis is—he'll get like a massive play once every two or three weeks, but week to week is he the reliable, the reliable number two that you need? Um, 
The Jags get Calvin Ridley integrated as quick as possible. That man was a stud before he got banned this year. So it'll be good to see him um, with the weapons that they have in Jacksonville. The Giants, uh, a bit like the Jags, I think you need to get some better receiving options. I mean, they did well considered the, the, the caliber of receivers that they were, but at a certain point, it just wasn't enough. Um, and that leaves Dallas. Mike McCarthy's got what, 25, 26 wins in, in like, since he's been a Cowboys coach. So I guess it's quite hard to fire him off the back of that. Uh, Trey Dak. I don't know. The Cowboys are, it's not looking great, to be honest. No, not for their fans, not for the team. Uh, Diggs is actually, he signed a four year contract for 96 million in September. Okay. So he is with the Bills until 2027. Okay. So, Laura. They can't, they still got digs, but what they else do you want to do? I would love to see them get that man a ring. Um, otherwise, I'm scared he might end up doing something dumb, like going back to Minnesota. Um, <laughs> look, I think it's pretty simple for the Bills. You got to get some more backups for Stefan and for Gabe Davis. You need a third receiver in there. You've got to get this running game down pat. I think this offense needs a little bit of tweaking. The defense is going to have troubles for a few more years. I don't think that's something they're going to be able to fix in this offseason, but they can make some tweaks to this to this offense this offseason, to this offense this offseason. Okay, we got there. Um, <laughs> Dallas, I think it's pretty straightforward. Get away from Dak. Dak is like toxic mold. He's seeping everywhere into all of your players. That man needs to be gone. I like what you've said, Alex, about getting rid of Zeke, but I think the biggest problem is get rid of Dak. Uh, Jacksonville, again, adds some wide receivers. Christian Kirk was an amazing pickup. He is what got them as far as they got. He got them, you know, into the playoffs and winning a game in the playoffs. Um, That's simple. Who's the fourth team? Who've we got left? Giants. Ugh. Brian Dable's done an amazing job with this team this year, but they're a dumpster fire. You know, they've got parts that come together and there are parts that have worked. I mean, Daniel Jones has pulled something out of nothing this year, but there's a lot that needs to be fixed. There's a lot that needs to be sorted to get that team to actually be a serious contender. You know, there's always one team that you're like, how the heck did you get here? That was the Giants this year. Shout out to Philly for getting that draw. Um but yeah, I would love to see maybe even potentially trading Saquon. I don't know. Doing something wild. Agent. He's a free agent this year. Free so agent? We'll yeah. So we'll see what don't he does. Don't sign him. Don't sign him. Like I said, go to the Bears. We can sign him for what he wants and still have the most cap space out of anybody. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Bears, Riley, round us off. What do you want to see these teams do in the offseason? Are you trading key players? Are you signing key players? I think the Jags are only a few key pieces away from making a good run, which I hate to say. But yeah, I think uh, Jamie was right. Calvin Ridley coming back. He's a stud. Falcons are idiots for getting rid of him. Um, as soon as he gets he- – he'll be the number one for sure. Christian Kirk will be a, a solid number two. Um, you know, he had a few dropsy issues, so I think – if he can't sort that out, Calvin Ridley will automatically just get the targets. Um, I think they just need to maybe upgrade their O-line. Um, Doug Peterson's obviously going to be there for a little bit. You just really need to get somebody to protect um, Trevor Lawrence and get in the way for SEN to run. They they have that, that college um, background, so they're going to constantly have that dynamic Um going forward and I think New York um I heard today that uh Saquon 
not looking to reset the running back market. So he is, he's not, he's looking to get a payday, but he doesn't need it, I think is what they need. Danny Dimes obviously is not the greatest, but I don't think has shot himself in the foot after this playoff run. So sign them both to, uh, you know, Danny Dimes, you can free agent, um, what is it? The fifth year option. He get is thirty three million dollars franchise tag. That's what it is. Franchise tag, yeah. Uh, about thirty three million dollars. So it wouldn't be a bad investment to get him and contract Saquon for three or four more years while he's in his prime. See how they work. At the end of the day, you can get rid of Danny if this year was just a fluke and he just happened to play better. Where go into the draft in twenty twenty five before, sorry, um, and get someone or get someone in free agency um, and then get him somebody to throw to in the draft. As much as I love Darius Slayton, no idea who everybody else is. Um, Cowboys, oof. Um, another thing I heard today, Zeke, happy to take a pay cut. He came out and said that apparently. So with Pollard injured, he's three to four months out from anything, um, you know, Zeke will probably, at least from the beginning of the season, I would say, if he was to stay with Dallas, have the brunt carries, um, but he need, he needs to pick it up. So um, I think that they'll stick around with Dak and, and Zeke for another year or so, um, and then they need to get somebody else in one um, Gallup and oh, I can't even think of the other guys now. Not complimentary enough for CD. CD was the only person doing anything on that team uh, that wasn't negative. So get him some help. Their O line is G. Their, their defense is obviously pretty stellar. Um, I would just focus on getting some more some more targets for that. And then um, Bills. Um, what I would like to see is he has a cap hit of about. 17 and a half, 18 million dollars next year, and then he has a fully guaranteed 16 million dollar option. Sorry, 16 million guaranteed, and then a fully guaranteed contract in 2024. Um, I would love to see the Bears trade for him. That's what I would like to see. Um, you know, they they've got that number one pick. Um, that is very very tantalizing, and they have all the money to spend. Um. So I would like to see something like if if their dynamics are that shifted, which I don't think they are. I think that was just hothead um, digs at Allen. They're probably all good by now. So I think I'm going to get a running back. As much as Singletree is a decent running back, he's just not he's just not built for their 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 style of play. So if they don't get rid of Stefan and save themselves a shit ton of money, then they need to get a running back who can take the pressure off Diggs and Allen to then open up that lane again. Zeke, Zeke to the Bills? Question mark? No? <laughs> oh. No. no. <laughs> it's odd. I'm going to throw my away. That's, yeah. <laughs> that would be so weird. Hmm. Fascinating. Um, anyway, I, I mean, it's a shame we can't be consulted with these decisions. We have a lot of ideas on how these how these teams can, can be improved and what they can do. Uh, but guys, as always, 
Thanks for joining us. And it is going to be another interesting game next week. Uh, So as always, enjoy football.